armchair. There's something, I'll say there's something kind of about a kid that's never played baseball. <laughs> we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, and flat out deceived. Why did you get so drunk? You got drunk. <laughs> I'm just really exhausted. What's in that cup? I'm a coax. Do you have any idea how important you this is? You have any idea? Really, this is you what you're doing? You have what you're doing? Jake, what do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Armchair. YouTube Live. Radio Station. The radio station you can call your own. Listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. We're here live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, and simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country, your first choice for Southern sports. Good afternoon. I'm Mac McGee, and I don't know much, but I know one thing. Baseball season has essentially begun. We're 56 away from opening day in Major League Baseball, but the Caribbean Series has got it going early. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. He's the All-American man. Yeah, howdy, hi, and how the hell are you? I'm pretty good, my friends. Baseball season is back. And in a big way, the Caribbean series, a lot of names you're going to know. I'm going to go over the roster here in just one second. Columbia leads Puerto Rico one to nothing. And that game is in the top of the fourth inning. And a lot of these games can be seen if you search for it hard enough. It's not going to be on a lot of your normal outlets. Most of them are going to be the, the extra paid sources like the ESPN pluses and whatnot. I'm going to look over the schedule this weekend and see if there's one that has some Braves flavor to it. And we might bring that to you sometime here in the very near future. I got to look at at their schedule and whatnot and uh, the teams that will be playing. But uh, yeah, Caribbean series is going on. There's a couple of essentially meaningless basketball games, college basketball games. It was nice to to see those get going. Right now, what is it? Central Connecticut and St. Francis of New York or St. Francis of Brooklyn. I get them. St. Francis of New York. It's this one's St. Francis. There's St. Francis. There's like nine St. Francis's in the same area. That game is in the second half. And there uh, it's 33, 26 St. Francis. And if anybody cares, and if you did, you probably need to get some gambling help. Okay, let's get into the Caribbean series. I'm going to go ahead and put some rosters on the screen here if you're following along on on YouTube on Braves Country HD. But if you're listening along on the radio, no worries. I'm going to go over them. Just going to kind of try to scan who is on these teams because I know a lot of us would basically say, well, why do I care, right? Why do I care that these teams are playing? 
And we'll we'll go and hit hit the ones that are playing right now. You look at the let's see if I can pull it up fast enough. The Colombian roster. And I'm gonna get that a little bigger. And just gonna go over some of the names that you may know. Not just Braves players, but t- guys that you may know that are out there playing. Now the Mets have Jose Cantana pl- pl- playing for the Colombian team. That's the first name that jumps off the page here to me. Uh, let me see who they have down here at the bottom. Just pulled this up because I just re- I remembered seeing it yesterday and then I kind of forgot about it. there was a game earlier today at nine thirty this morning. I'll get that score to you here in a minute. But then Jorge Alfaro, they have him listed here for the Padres. I thought he moved on. I could have swore we saw that. I don't believe this is updated. But the catcher Jorge Alfaro has uh, is is on the Colombian team and Gio Urshela, Gio Urshela, who who is now an Angel, but it, most people will remember that he was a New York Yankee. And the team that they are playing right now, Colombia and Puerto Rico. Now, when we get to the Dominican roster and whatnot, you're really going to know those teams. But Puerto Rico, they should have some familiar names. Let's see who they got. They've got, uh, see, Joe Clone of the Cardinals, if you're familiar with him. But they don't appear to have any big, big names on their roster. They got some, basically... If, if you did a deep dive on MLB pipeline, you would know some of these names, but not expecting everybody to, to know these guys. Um, but yeah, it is, it's going on right now. I'll continue to scan over here to see if I can find players that we may be now. Chris, remember Ronald Acuna jr. Is not playing because he took himself out. Now they did not want him playing in the world baseball classic because it's too close to spring training slash opening day, him coming off the injury. So you better believe when this comes back around, the World Baseball Classic comes back around in 2026, I believe is the next one, that they routinely do it about every three years. I would assume that Acuna is going to plan on playing that one because he was upset that he didn't get a chance to play. He did play for the Venezuelan team, if you missed this. He had a home run, celebrated it, vigorously much 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 more than he is i've ever seen him do in atlanta it was a whole shtick he's going around dancing doing doing all kinds of stuff and his family got ridiculed and threatened so much alcohol all kinds of things were thrown on his family in the stands that acuna decided to back out of the tournament because he didn't want to put his family through that so all this nonsense that you hear the national pundits try and tell you that they let them have fun over in the other leagues is false. That is a false narrative because I don't know of any player who has showboated in the in Major League Baseball and that has been threatened, had his family threatened by the opposing fans, right? You had, in the years past, and this kind of died down, in years past, you had players... Might, might, might give him a rib sandwich with a fastball the next time up. And there might be some jawing back and forth, but there's never been a family's, uh, excuse me, a player's family put in harm's way, which is utterly, utterly absurd in my book. Okay. Looking at some of the other teams. So, not, so I got the Dominican Republic roster, and this should have some names 
that we do know right off the bat. This is a pretty big name, Nestor Cortez of the New York Yankees. So Nestor Cortez is going to be pitching for the Dominican team. Uh, let me see if we got any other ones that, that kind of jump off. At me. I thought I saw that there were still some Braves in there and kind of scanning. I just don't remember which team it was. Here we go. Peter, Peter O'Brien, right fielder. He's a, uh, he's a prospect in the, in the Braves organization. He, he is on, he is on the team. Now, I don't know how much playing time he's getting, but he is on the Dominican team. And I'll continue to scan through these throughout the show. I won't take up the entire show just combing through rosters. But I did want to take a look at it because when you look at some of these teams and you may not think that there's anything to watch right now, well, that's wrong. And I think I think it's brilliant that the Dominican series, I, honestly, I would have done it a few days before, but I think it's brilliant that the Dominican, uh, I'm sorry, the Caribbean series chose this week to play the the bulk of their games all the way into next weekend because it kind of preps it up before the Super Bowl. And of course the the Caribbean series will come to an end and then pitchers and catchers will report and then we'll be hitting the ground running with I believe the first spring training games are the weekend of Friday, December, uh, December, Friday, February 24th, and Saturday, February 25th. Most of them are starting on the 25th. And then once you go through this, I mean, we're sitting here in February. This is the last month until November that we won't have some kind of baseball being played. So you'll have a little bit of a warm up with spring training, and then the World Baseball Classic gets going the second week of March. So we've got a busy, busy baseball season coming. And then, of course, you know, for the football fans who are a little disappointed that the season's coming to an end, you got the Super Bowl. Remember something. The weekend after the Super Bowl, the XFL's coming. Now, I don't know what that product's going to look like, and I can't imagine it's going to be great, but I also feel like people over-criticize these leagues. As long as it's not totally just terrible on the eyes, competition is going to be on the screen of a sport that you like. And as long as one team's not mauling the other team, you're not going to be disappointed. I mean, I go back in the off season when, when I'm bored and I, I don't have anything that I really get into. I'll go back and watch the Braves uh, replays of their minor league system. And I do that mainly because I want to get familiar with who, who the players coming up to the pipeline. You can read all the reports you want, but until you see it with your own eyes, it's kind of lost on you, right? So I'll go back. And of course, you don't know the outcomes of those games. Who pays attention to the to the final of the Gwinnett Braves in the middle of June. And if you do know that score, then once again, seek counsel because there's probably some kind of uh, addiction going on there. Okay. Um, we got a busy night of college basketball and we'll get into that later with Joey college basketball. We, there's a lot of really interesting games tonight. W Northwestern who's, Winning streak just came to an end. They're going to try to get back on the horse. They host Michigan tonight. 
You've got a pretty important game, Wisconsin at Ohio State. Ohio State's trying to get it off the losing schneid as well. You got some good Pac-12 games. ACC and SEC typically take a break. They they typically play mainly Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday. They'll they'll throw a Monday game in, and then of course when tournament times, all bets are off. But usually Thursday night, Friday night. It's the smaller conferences, and you also get a lot of Big Ten on Thursday, and you get a lot of Pac-12 on Thursday and Friday. So there's a lot of games that we'll get into as well. Uh, the you know the NBA doubleheader last night was an embarrassment. Now the good news is the Hawks got a W, but it was a blowout in Phoenix. And the early game on that, the Celtics blew out the Nets, and that wasn't even you know some of these games you get ticked off because you're you're like, why did I even sit down and watch this? Half the team's taking a rest, right? That wasn't even the case last night. The Celtics came out smoking red hot behind the arc. And the Nets couldn't buy a basket. And before you know it, at one point, it was 33-7 to in the first quarter. And that game was over. And I had a buddy text me this morning showing me a screenshot of the Hawks game. And he basically said, you know, this is just, this is, it's unwatchable. And I said, well, I'm going to tell you what I tell a lot of friends when it comes to the NBA and viewing, I do what they do. I load, manage, I load, manage my viewership for the NBA so that I'm rested for when the playoffs come around. So when they come to me and say, why are the view, why is the viewership down in the NBA, why aren't you watching? Why why don't you care? I say, well, because man, I'm I'm load managing. I don't I don't, don't want to get too tired because you know the playoffs are coming. It's the same thing that you're doing. The only difference is you're making buckets and buckets and buckets of millions. So I'm, so I'm a load management fan, and I was excited to see Caribbean series come on, and I'm planning on watching quite a bit. The schedule for the very near future. If you're curious about what games are on and what games that you may not uh you may or may not be able to see i believe all these on what i'm reading this is is this off the espn website it says that you can watch all of these on espn plus or espn deportes deportes is not something that a lot of people have but a lot of people have the plus now so you had the game that went on uh, today at nine thirty, and the Caribbean series that nine thirty it was Cuba versus Curacao. That was at nine thirty in the morning. And what I've seen, that's going to be pretty regular. Sorry, I lost the page for a second. The site did something screwy. Colombia and Puerto Rico are playing right now at one. You got Mexico and Dominican Republic playing at two. Venezuela and Panama at 7.15. And throughout the show, I'll go through some of the rosters to tell you if it's a game you care about, right, as, as a fan, as a Major League Baseball fan. And tomorrow, you get going at noon, 1.30, 5 o'clock, and 6.30. And then there's wall-to-wall action on Saturday, Sunday, starting at 9.30 in the morning. I think all the late games are 6.30. So they get going early, and they're and they're over with pretty quickly 
the final, the semifinal is going to be next Thursday. The two semifinals are going to be next Thursday. Uh, it's going to be a 2.30 and 6.30 game. And then Friday, you're going to get the consolation game. Then Friday night, you're going to get the championship game. So a lot of fun stuff going on for the Caribbean series. And like I said, I'm going to look at the schedule and see, see what I can what, what I can promise to do with, with my crazy schedule around it. Uh, I'm going to see if I can maybe bring a game to you here or there, here on Braves Country HD. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, Stephen Church is going to join us. We're going to talk a little, little outside-the-box thinking when it comes to baseball and gambling. And uh, also, we're going to get into his Florida Marlins. What can Braves fans expect from this offseason from the Marlins as they have made a lot of changes trying to build a winner down there in Miami. And if time permits, we might even get into some goofy Super Bowl picks. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. Let's go. How do three men in their 30s not have $800 between them? They're... The economy is in shambles. Taking the marketplace right now. Stop talking fine. That? That's the sound of NyQuil Severe, hard at work. NyQuil Severe is the best sleep with a cold medicine. No tossing and turning, just rest and recovery. So you're ready to take on tomorrow. For powerful relief of your worst cold and flu symptoms, try NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, stuffy head, best sleep with a cold? Medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. Take the scenic route in the new Hyundai Santa Fe. The family SUV with available H-Track all-wheel drive to help you travel adventures together in Hyundai Santa Fe. Touch them all, Joe! You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life! Enjoy sun-drenched days, epic stays, and plenty of room to roam in Greater Fort Lauderdale. Our hotels, attractions, and restaurants have taken the Visit Lauderdale's Safe and Clean Pledge so you can relax and explore with confidence. When you're ready for that well-deserved staycation, our 23 miles of golden beaches await. Find wide-open spaces to hike, bike, kayak, and paddleboard. Visit your favorite attractions, then dine out in style in dining rooms or al fresco on waterfront patios. Learn more at sunny.org. Lager, the beer that brought the forest down. I drive an exotic imported sports car. I eat exotic foreign food like frankfurters and pizza. But when it comes to numbing my mind, I'm a patriot. I drink the beer that brought the forest down. I'm a lager man. And with the new 80-bottle trunk pack, you've got enough for the evening. Hey, it's happy hour somewhere. Lager brings out the patriot in you. Catch Braves Country weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern, right here on 99.1 FM, The Key, with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Your first choice for Southern Sports Talk. Ready for the big day, opening day, big game? Maz, we stink every year. This is not a big game. Yes, it is. It's not a big game. Yes, it is. I blew off my daughter's ballet recital for this. I've seen your daughter dancing. She sucks. No, she doesn't. Yes, she does. Which one? Ballet attack. It all sucks. Marie, you're a beautiful dancer. Atrocious. Ugh. Johnny. Unwatchable. Stop it. It's awful. Lovely. No, it's not lovely. Someone's got to tell her. It stinks. Welcome back. 
joining us is Mr. Stephen Church. Stephen, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Any day, any day I get to talk uh, some sports, it's always a good day. We uh, have the Caribbean series going, which is pretty cool. I've, I've been watching that for the past few hours. I, I jotted it down and I forgot it, so I missed the early game. But right now, uh, Colombia leads Puerto Rico one nothing, and it's such a beautiful backdrop. I mean, you all you could see over the over the center field, right field, left field walls is this incredible blue water. It's sunny out, and you know it's live baseball, and a lot of major league players on the teams. Um, I just went over the schedule a little bit, and it looks like starting today all the way till a week from tomorrow, it's going to be wall to wall to wall. Dominicans, or I keep saying Dominican, it's Caribbean series baseball. The Dominican Republic is a heavy favorite, but uh, that should shock nobody. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get into, before we get sidetracked here, is uh, take that splash off the screen so people can see it a little better. And I'm going to try to navigate as we talk. The 2023 Miami Marlins, I figured this would be a good day to do it because we're going to get into the heat of all the other stuff in the world of baseball. And I don't want to, we're trying to hit on just about every team. And then, you know, we'll get your division opinions down the road. But what, today we're just focusing on your Miami Marlins. Steven's a big Marlins fan. I think he might be the only person I know who is stuck with the Miami Marlins all these years. You know, we live around the corner from each other. And now he's originally from South Florida. And so that's where his fandom comes. I never lived in the area when the Marlins were around, et cetera, et cetera. But it seems like to me that most of the fans around here have become Tampa Bay Rays fans. A, the proximity, because we're in, in North Florida, for argument's sake, South, Southern Georgia. And then the other thing that jumps off the page is the Rays have been so good and it's fun to watch a winning team, right? So, oh, 100%. So with all that in mind, I think the Marlins, for what they have available to them, and I know they haven't done anything in a long time. They got the two World Series, but there's, yeah, I mean, we don't want to realize it, but it's that's 20-plus years ago at this point. Um, I think all in all, they're doing about the best that they can, considering. Yeah, got- I mean, like, like they were in the running for some of the bigger names, but they just never seemed realistic. Now, I, anytime I see someone put a name up of the Marlins signing like a big name, I was like, yeah, right. I got to see it too. It's like last year when the Rays were supposedly in the Freddie Freeman's free uh, sweepstakes. Yeah. Right. Are you really going to compete with what Atlanta and Los Angeles were going to put to the table? Plus, a guy like Freddie, his next question is going to be to, to, to a team like Tampa Bay is, well, am I? Is anyone else going to be there with me? Am I going to suck all of your dollars out and then it's going to be me in a constant ro- rotating, revolving door, right? So yeah. I talked about this earlier in the week. I really think they should strongly consider it. If you're not going to ever put a hard salary cap on Major League Baseball, 
then they need to reconstruct all the divisions where all the teams are around each other geographically because that's the only thing that would make it fair to put the Mets and the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Phillies, all those big markets in one division, right? And it would give a puncher's chance if you had Miami and Tampa Bay in the same division, right? Yeah, I can see that. If you put Kansas City in the same division as, I know St. Louis does spend, but there's always, it's not going to be a perfect system, but you put them in, you you get Kansas City out of having to compete against the Chicago White Sox, right? Um, You know, I just, I feel like if you're going to be serious about it, that's the only way you're going to do it. Other than that, what you're telling me is you don't really care if the Marlins or the Rays make the playoffs because you're, as long as, the big markets are making the playoffs and the eyeballs are coming on to the, on the product, then you don't necessarily care about the people about, about the turnstiles in Miami and Tampa. Right. Yeah. All right. All that aside, <laughs> the 2023 Marlins, they, they've done some moving and shaking. I mean, the first thing that jumps off is Luis Arias, which by the way, the, the news broke today for folks who didn't hear, uh, he's got his arbitration, number settled it's good it's going to end up around 6.5 the arbitration agreement or dispute was actually started with the twins so this was just a continuation they were trying to get 5 million and he got it approved to 6.5 so not a big deal in the grand scheme of things but it could be a bigger deal for the marlins and let's say the new york yankees right oh yeah but you got Arias there, and, and then if you look at the the uh, the depth chart, they have Chaz Chisholm right here, but we all know he's going to center field. What say you on that whole move and what you're expecting? No, I mean, like, the move to center field for Jazz is, I mean, not, like, not only fantastic for him, but it really keeps most of the existing defense in their spots because trying to fit Arias in at a different position um, would have just thrown everything out of whack. But, I, I, I mean... I, I like, you know, like you said, the Marlins are limited. I really like what they've done and they really stuck to their plan. I was kind of, I was doing some research and I found an article from late October, early November. And uh, everything about that was just the Marlins. They like their goal this off season was to go and get just pure like hitters, like hitters, like guys who can get on base. They have elite, like just bat to ball skills. And I mean, they've done that. Like Luis Arias, uh, like he was a batting champion last year, one of the best pure hitters in the game. Segura, he's um, he has a 285 lifetime batting average and only one season above a 15% strikeout rate. And like what really uh, that does for them is they loaded up last year with a bunch of big power hitters in uh, Solaire. Uh, they have uh, Gary Cooper. They have Avisal Garcia to a, Garcia to a degree. I forget who they tra- uh, traded. Uh, they um, brought in last year, then traded away. But having these guys on base allows those power hitters to kind of be those free swinging and really go for the power. It's those kind of hitters don't do much for your team when they're always uh, getting up to bat with one or two, like one guy on base at max. Yeah, I think I think for the Marlins to compete, they're going to have to take advantage of the new. MLB rules, right? And just try to play some small ball because to try to go out there and, and go with the big boppers like Philadelphia, right? 
if if you try to play their same game, you're just you're never going to win that game because the big boppers make all the money. So you so you're going to have to find the guys like Arias who we'll see what happens, but he's got a pretty good proven track record of putting bat on ball and with the elimination of the shift, the speed at the top of the lineup, when you think of Jazz Chisholm getting on areas, being, being able to just move him along, not necessarily bunting him along. I'm talking about moving him along, hit and run, that kind of stuff. I think that's what the Marlins have to look at. And then, honestly, I mean, I've always been a huge fan of, of uh, John Segura. He's sliding over to third base. He's, he's lost a little bit of the wheels, right? But he mm-hmm. can still hit. What is he, 30? He'll be 33 this year. He can still put it. You know, the last two or three years he's battled some injuries, but when he's been on the field, he is an absolute solid hitter, and he's a guy that will take hit the ball the other way. He doesn't feel like he has to lift it into into the seats. I think they're going to have a sneaky, dangerous lineup this year. Yeah, no, and it, that also kind of depends on some of the uh, the projections of their younger players. Like you have Jesus uh, Sanchez, who has massive potential as a power hitter. You know, like if he can kind of rein things in, you still have uh, J.J. Blade, uh, Jacob Stallings, if he takes the next step. He's already a gold glove uh, catcher if he can get his bat right. There's a lot of potential here. It just depends on. And Braves country will tell you, when he gets hot, there's no one There's no one hotter than Jorge Soler. Yeah. Garrett Cooper's a solid hitter, too. I have a yeah, solid Garcia. The role to uh, to L.A. did it, did that sting a bit, or what, what's your take on that? No, I mean definitely that that stung to every Marlins fan. I mean he was fan favorite. He was really the team leader. I mean he kind of helped. He was like the guy that kind of led all the players through the transition. He knew the Marlins weren't going to be good, but he still was out there giving it his all every single day. No, he was he, like played a huge role in the community in Miami. It stings, but. I'm I'm happy for him that he's on a team that's going to be competing this year. Yeah, I look look. He's a solid shortstop, and he's going to be a pain. But I'll tell you what, I thought it was really creative for the for the Dodgers to go out and get him because everyone was under. The, heck, I I thought there was a very good chance that that they're going to land someone like uh, you know, Dansby Swanson if if nobody else at shortstop, right? And the fact that the Dodgers didn't, I I still contend to say. That tells me that the Dodgers are going all in on Otani in the offseason. And they're saving all their beans because they want Otani for their star power, not just how good of a player he is. Yeah, I mean, he's already in Los Angeles, so it's not like they'd be introducing him to a new market. And when he first posted, was it five, six years ago, when he first posted into Major League Baseball, the only... Of all, okay, so he posted to 10 teams in Major League Baseball, meaning only 10 teams did he care about getting an offer from. Eight of them were on the West Coast. So that tells you he wants the proximity to his home country. And I don't think it's just so he can go back and visit. I also think it's because it's easier for folks over in his homeland to be able to see him at a normal time period, right? Oh yeah, no, it's it's that it's the um, the fact that you know, like just like you said, the proximity of the West Coast to Asia is 
like allows for the Asian culture to kind of bleed in more to that area. So he kind of feels more at home. Yeah, that as well. But, but also I'm looking at the big picture. My family wants to watch me. If I'm in New York city, that might be a real pain in the butt time-wise, right? Yep. But if I'm in LA, it's, it's not as big of a, of a time difference. And if they ever put a team in Hawaii, he'll probably be the first one jumping over there. saying, all right, now, now we're talking Turkey. Now let's go. Um, Honestly, like, like if you want to see him uh, become a villain, imagine him in San Diego. Yeah, well, I could see San Diego poning. I, I, I feel like it seems like San Diego has the spending limit of the New York Mets. Like it seems like, and I don't know, you know, it seems like Steve Cohen would be the King Dingling when it comes to spending too much money, but San Diego is constantly doing things. You're like, really? The Padres, yeah. I think it's hard for us to wrap our hand around it because we grew up as the Padres being this doormat that never spent any money. In the last five to ten years-ish, they seem to always have their hand in the pot. Yeah, I mean, times change. The starting rotation for the Marlins right now as it speaks looks like this. Alcantara, Lazardo, Trevor Rogers, Johnny Cueto, who they got in free agency, and they have big hopes for Ed, Edward Cabrera as well as Braxton Garrett. Who do you think gets that, that, that fifth slot? So I'm like, they've already got two lefties in the rotation. I don't know if they're going to bring the third, third one in with Garrett and man, Cabrera looked good last year. And I'm not talking just good, good. He looked ace level good, which yeah, sure. I mean, that's not a surprise. I mean, that happens so many times in Miami. But no, I mean this this rotation once again. I expect them to be top ten. They've got the like the top star power with Alcantara, Luzardo has shown ace potential. Really, everyone in here outside of Cueto has shown ace potential. And man, well, that see, can be a scary thing, uh, especially having to deal with the Braves, the Phillies, the Mets. Not the Nationals; they're just terrible. Oh, they're definitely in rebuild mode. They'll be they'll be taking a seat back, but they have money and they'll be back. I mean, it's a nightmare. <clears throat> They can't. They can't put the Braves in a, in a division in the South fast enough for me. I want to get out of that division. Like, it it's not fair. It's not fair. We don't have near the resources that these teams up in the most densely populated of the country have. How we ended up in that division, I'll never understand. But I, I, I really think that uh, that uh, Ted Turner had something to do with that. I think he was wanting to be in the mar- market up there with you know. New York and Philadelphia, et cetera. Once they made the split, yeah. I, I grew up with them on the, in, in the NL West. That wasn't any better either because half your games were, were late at night and you're just like, Ugh. um, you know, that's the thing about when you are a Marlins fan, yes, you get gutted, but you also get to see a lot of really great prospects because you get better prospects than hardly anyone else. Cause you're, cause you're constantly selling off. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. That Edward Cabrera looked really good. Uh, I had him in some fantasy last year, and uh, he, had, he had a few shaky outings, but all in all, I can't complain, especially a you know guy you pick up off the waiver wire. Speaking of fantasy, I don't think there's anything else you want to touch on on this, right? Do they know who the closer is going to be yet? Uh, so, I mean, right now it's... They have it listed as Dylan Floro, Tanner Scott. I mean, they just brought in Matt Barnes a few days ago. So, I mean, that could really throw a wrench in things. But 
I think it's just going to be a committee. I mean, we have how many true closers do we see in the in the major leagues nowadays? I know one guy who's not a closer. That's Matt Barnes. So get him. Don't don't even. Th- you, you know, he needs to be sixth, seventh inning guy till he changes a lot or proves a lot. I'll put it that way. All right. So you're going into the major league baseball fantasy baseball betting. It's all the same thing. If if y'all have never played at home. And you go into the best ball with Major League Baseball. And I had you do some digging, and I'm curious to see what you come up with. When when it comes to, because all these are so different, and, and the format is three infielders, three outfielders, a flex, and three pitchers of any kind. Then you get a 10-man bench. And I'm curious what you dug up and figured out as far as what is the strategy that most folks go with? Well, I mean, first things off the bat, I love this because I don't have to worry about catchers. I don't have to think about relievers. Like, their saves are not a thing in best ball or an underdog at least. So, I mean, just right, that right off the bat makes things a lot more interesting. Uh, but the main strategy I've seen off the bat is it's pretty limited up top in terms of your elite league players. So it's, I say in your first four rounds, you need to get at least one ace. I'd say, I'd say two aces and then two uh, elites, one in, one in the field, one in outfield. Uh, yeah. One in field, one outfield. And from there it is the main difference and things you want to be looking for in a standard league or I'll, be, I'll use Roto, for example, like five by five, you're looking to fill certain category points. Like you're, like you're looking to get X amount of home runs, X amount of RBIs, and so on and so forth. The name of the game in best ball is getting on base and extra base hits. So the two things that I've seen and kind of really been correlating with this, uh, the rankings is uh, WOBA and isolated power. So the WOBA is weighted on base percentage. So that kind of, it weighs different, like it weighs a walk differently than a, a double or a triple with a double or triple being uh, more like weighted, weighted more heavily. So walks are kind of important here, not really in the uh, early rounds, early rounds. You're just focusing on volume and just like those, uh, those rates like there, the people who can get on base and they can uh, hit for power. Right. And they, and when it's all said and done for, you know, to kind of clean it up for people, the name of the game is how many points you score. This isn't a statistical categories. This is how many points you score. So what you're looking at is what, what Steven's referring to is how can I get the most points, right? And I'm more curious about not all the WOBA and all that nonsense, but more of are you going into it on a on this kind of draft? Are you getting are you going towards hitters? Are you going towards pitchers? Is it more important? to go even as you go down the stretch but but what did you what do you want your bench to look like um so benjamin i definitely want to get the 10 band bench i definitely want to i think i'm going to spread it around five and five five pitchers five hitters um maybe actually like more hitters than pitchers because of the uh, ratios but i'm looking at yeah i mean like, like once i lock down those one or two aces i'm going to be focusing on hitting from there from there on out i'll tell you um, what's interesting is that I'm I'm a little surprised by it that you get zero points for saves. And holes. yeah, I mean, it, I think it's just with the format. There's only three. You start three pitchers a week. There's 
no need to include our relievers in the player pool. Now that's my other question that they have with this is when they go for the scoring, is it the best three pitchers for the entire week or is it daily? It's for the entire week. Okay. So that's how they break it down. Okay. So, so you don't care about getting a volume of pitchers because you just care that you have a lot of, well, I mean, either way, I guess it doesn't really matter because the same token, you're, you're, you're not getting a decided advantage to, ha- to have majority hitters either because, once again, they're only going to take four of them or seven of them. Yeah, and I mean, like that, I say the other big difference is um, in those, uh, like in your just normal points leagues, when you're not looking for players, you're, it, you always have that decision week in, week out, like, do I start this guy? Namely, or for example, like, you know, uh, German, like, yeah, German Marquez for the Rockies, you know, basically he's, if, like, if he's at home, you don't play him. If he's on the road, you play him. Best ball, you don't have to worry about it. So and essentially then, a reliever's worthless, right? Because when's a reliever yeah. going to out- outscore a starter? Exactly. No, I mean, I am not even considering any relievers for my teams. I mean, hell, I'm not even considering any catchers. I mean, I got the very most, maybe Will Smith and Real Muto, but that's that would be like a later, later round flyer. The only guy I can think of would be Contreras uh, in Milwaukee, not in, in St. Louis, because he's yeah. a legit power hitter that I think is going to get to play every day, and I think he's going to be every bit of 30 home runs. But Wilson Contreras loses all value because he's an, he's an okay hitter, but he's a better hitter if you have a catching slot on your roster. Oh, yeah. No, and then the other main thing I want to uh, just point out is just like football, uh, stacking is a major thing with uh, baseball. So, I mean, like if you think about it, there's going to be uh, times where, like, the Dodgers or the Yankees, they're going to score 9, 10, 11 runs. And when that happens, you have multiple hitters going off. And a lot of times those points correlate with each other. Say, like, Mookie Betts hits a double. He's on base, and then Freddie Freeman is up. He hits a home run. Uh, like, like, you know, they get they each get points for that one play. You're saying that a lot of folks will try to stack hitters with each other on the same teams. Correct. So like, like if you're looking, if you like the Dodgers a lot, it makes, it makes a lot of sense to draft, you know, Mookie Betts, uh, Freeman, um, man, I'm drawing a blank, Will Smith, so on and so forth. Like to get a lot of those players and every week you have that chance for that combination of players to gain you points just like in football how if like, like a quarterback throws a touchdown to a receiver they both get points works the same way in baseball gotcha yeah i haven't really done that this is the first one i've ever done so i was just kind of playing around with it and i, I didn't think of that as a as a strategy i was trying to be more balanced so i didn't have a bunch of guys on one team in case there were rainouts. but i can see what you're saying on that um I did it also does it also depends on what you're doing. If you're just doing like a, a league with your friends and that's it, yeah, like the what like what you're doing with a more balanced approach is probably the better idea. No, no, no. This, playing, is, uh, this is a tournament. Yeah, so like that's what I was gonna say for tournaments, like you're trying to get the correlation, and that's usually when the like the teams that you see that win tournaments have those stacks in there. So yeah, in big tournaments, it is better to stack than not. I like my team so far. Uh, not a not one hundred percent sure what I'm going to get out of uh, Yoshida, but when I looked at what was left there in that position, 
his ceiling, I I couldn't turn it down. I mean, he, he had like 30 home runs last year over in Japan. He's probably not going to do that in the United States, but if I get anywhere close to that, the guys that were left behind him, I, I don't have in front of me, but they but they weren't big names. I mean, you could just tell that by the guys that were that had just been drafted. When Tommy Edmonds going off the board and whatnot, Hunter Renfro, you know, there's not a lot of big boppers left. Yeah. All right. Well, I just thought that'd be a fun exercise to to you know your folks that are interested in that kind of stuff. Uh, we got to uh, head to break. What is your walk off for the day, sir? Well, Marlins are going to suck this year. <laughs> you really? Think I'm just. So? I, I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying they're going to finish like last in the like in the East, but I don't see them making the playoffs this year. They're too thin at this point. They should have the Pocota rankings out by next week. We'll uh, take a look at them next week and see where the Marlins balance out at. Um, they're going to get 12 games that they have a chance to win about nine of them because you still get to play the Nationals nine times or 12 times. Yeah. And they're going to be bad. I mean, bad. <laughs> CJ Abrams is, is our starting shortstop, so that should tell you everything you need to know. They just re-signed Willie Peralta. That's all that. As, and he's projected to be a starter. Like, oh. He couldn't even hang it with for the Tigers. That's a, That says something. Yeah. And by the way, uh, uh, Columbia has taken a 4 nothing lead. All right, we got to head to break. Steven, we'll see you next week. Uh, when we come back, we'll head towards the top of the hour where Joey's going to join us, and we'll, we'll get you caught up on what's going on here in the world of sports. Keep it locked in here on 99.7 WQEE. I got back to the hotel at 7.30 this morning, and I went up to the desk to leave a wake-up call for 7 o'clock. The lady goes, it's past 7. No, the next one. You got another one coming around, don't you? Why don't you just put me on that one? Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question, and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill. Each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. Winter is the perfect time to start planning for your healthy, pest-free spring lawn with True Green, America's number one lawn care company. True Green's science-based approach and local expertise will help give your lawn the year-round care it needs to be thick and weed-free. Go to TrueGreen.com radio to save 50% on your first service. Just call 866-946-5956 or go to TrueGreen.com today and get a lawn to be proud of. Hey folks, this is Mark White with The Mark White Show, and you can tune in to The Mark White Show every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. right here on Rock 99 WQEE The Key, the home of Southern Sports and Talk. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key in Noonan, Georgia, home of Braves Country with Mac McGee 
and the armchair quarterbacks weekdays 3 p.m eastern to 5 p.m eastern right here on the key and youtube.com at braves country now we'll all calm down boss he's just a little excited i know i know i'm gonna use good judgment i haven't lost my temper in 40 years but pilgrim you caused a lot of trouble this morning might have got somebody killed and somebody ought to belt you in the mouth but i won't i won't the hell i will he's the armchair quarterback he's full of beer and he's full of snacks Welcome back. Taking you to the top of the hour here where Joey will join in on us. Uh, have y'all paid attention to the, the Tesla stock? That thing is going out of its mind this week. It was all the way down just over a hundred dollars last week and it is shot back up. It's at one eighty seven forty eight. It's gone up another three and, uh, three and a three third percent today. And we're just, I mean, we're just days away from pitchers and catchers reporting. And you do have some good college basketball action tonight. A couple of games that kind of, kind of caught my eye and I'm going to start putting my, my lock of the day here on the show. And then I will post it to Twitter afterwards. Uh, and working with a new company, they're asking me to do it that way. So we're going to do it on the show here. It'll be the walk-off every day. I've already got it picked out. I know where I'm going with this. And I also am looking at, you know, I'll tell you what, a couple of the games of real interest tonight to me in the college basketball world, if you're wanting to just kind of start browsing around on what's going to be available tonight, if you're thinking about Because the NBA, I'm telling you, it's getting to the point where fans, I've got friends who are longtime NBA fans that have given up on the sport during the regular season. And I can't blame them. Now, I've been on that ship for many a moons. Because once you start realizing that these folks, the load management junk that started about 10 years ago, I've lost all interest. And they can tell you whatever they want to tell you. When it all comes down to, it's all about the almighty dollar. And the players are trying to extend their careers by not playing as much. I get that. Everybody wants a little more money. That doesn't mean the watching public has to watch it. The viewing public, their views are down dramatically in the NBA over the last few years. And that's got a lot to do with it. There, there are other factors, but that is a major, major part of it. Tonight, you've got Grizzly and Cavaliers as your TNT game. That's actually a pretty good matchup. Memphis is having a good year. The Cavaliers having a good year. You get two teams that are reasonably matched up. Be a great game to tune into, but I'll probably forget about it and probably not watch a lick of it because I'm just assuming three or four guys on one side or the other aren't going to play. And the late game tonight on TNT, Clipper and Bucks, there's a thousand percent chance that two of the major stars won't play in that game. And I don't know if this is right. I feel like they have to have this backwards. 
but it's showing it's really interesting if this is true the short the scoreboards and i've checked two of them so i'm assuming this is the real deal milwaukee is the home team it's being played in milwaukee wisconsin because i've also i've checked the the venue as well because i thought maybe that maybe that was kind of screwy thing like last week when the when the bulls and pistons were in paris but it says that milwaukee is the venue and it is a 10 o'clock eastern game now i get it the milwaukee's in central time that's nine o'clock on a thursday night in february why would you want to play that late in milwaukee I'm not familiar with them playing that late. And I'm sure it's being dictated because it's the national televised game of the week. Not of the week, of of the evening, of the time slot. There's so many games televised nowadays. But to ask your home fans to have to go out to a game at 9 o'clock, they'll be lucky to get home by 1231 o'clock local time. How's anybody going to work the next day? If you think it's a bunch of kids that are going to go out there to the game, you've never paid for an NBA ticket. So I, it's like, what are they doing? They, the NBA to me, and they made this big thing is about, it's been a handful of years ago or less, because I believe it was right before the pandemic. But I do remember talking about it on the show, but I feel like it was before 2020, where the NBA went on this big deal about how they were going to start the national broadcasts earlier. And then they came out with the schedule and as opposed to thinking they're all right, we're going to get a seven o'clock tip off. Maybe, maybe even six 30, get the game over with by nine. Now they went to seven 30 and 10. That's not doing a whole heck of a lot. Same thing with major league baseball. I don't understand why the Atlanta Braves have to start their games at 7.20 local time. It makes zero sense. And it has to, it has to be involved with the fact that they want to do that. Was that a 50 minute pregame show they do now? And there's literally about six minutes of content. The the rest of the pregame show is nothing but, and coming up. Here on the blah, blah, blah pregame show. We're going to talk about what Snicker can do tonight to win the game. And they'll have a couple of video clips rolling, be six minutes of commercial, and they'll come back. And they'll tease that to the next time when they go to break, and then they'll say something to the effect of, and we're going to go inside the head of starting pitcher, Charlie Morton tonight. And they'll come back and talk about what Morton might be wanting to do on the mound for about 90 seconds or so. It's just, it's nothing but junk. If that's the reason why fans are having to stay up till 11 o'clock at night to watch a random baseball game, it's a little absurd. No reason why you could not start that game, start the pregame show at six o'clock. You could still do a 50 minute pregame show and have the game start at, at, at 6.50. Or actually, it's it's a forty minute. No, no, no. It's a fifty minute pre, uh, pregame show. But anyways, my point is, the Braves 
I've been I've been battling this for a long time. They need to start their games at 530. Oh, I'm sorry, not 530. 630. 7 o'clock. Get the games over with. Justin, who's on the show with us uh, every Wednesday, he, he, you know, he talks about trying to get his son and daughter into watching baseball, and it's hard to do it because they can't stay up till the end of the game. So they kind of, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a lost battle. And I can imagine, because I remember growing up as a, as a fan of the Braves, and back then I think it was sometimes it was 635, sometimes 735, but they were late games that I rarely got to see the end of. So usually me and my grandfather would do the Friday night, we're going to watch Braves baseball, et cetera. All right, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, Joey's going to join us. And we are going to be talking some football. We're going to be talking some uh, some some Caribbean baseball. Got an update on that and a whole lot more. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country, Braves, Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. Keep it locked in here on 99.1 FM, the key. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia. Armchair. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Sports Radio, number one sports station. Good afternoon, and this is your Armchair Quarterbacks Sports Flash. National Signing Day in the books. Here are the top 10 recruiting classes from around the country. From Rivals.com, Alabama finishes with the number one class, Georgia number two. Texas Longhorns, number three, Ohio State, four, and LSU round out the top five. Oklahoma, Miami, Oregon, Clemson, and Notre Dame finish your top ten. Other schools of interest, Tennessee, 12, Florida, 13, Texas A&M, 14, Penn State, 15, and Auburn, 16, with South Carolina, 17th. Mississippi State Bulldogs, number 22, Florida State, number 25, Dion's Colorado Buffaloes, number 27, Missouri 32, Ole Miss 33, and the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets at number 62. College basketball tonight, top 25 action, Florida Atlantic, number 19 in the country. They travel to UAB, FAU on a 21-game win streak. The line is a pick over under 147. ESPN 2, 9 o'clock Eastern. The Houston Cougars, number three in the country, are at Wichita State. Houston. 12-point favorites, the number's 131. Washington at number 9, UCLA. The Bruins, a 17-and-a-half-point favorite. Oregon at number 5, Arizona. The Wildcats, 8-point favorite, 151 is the number. And on the late tilts tonight, you've got CBS Sports Network, number 12, Gonzaga, at home against Santa Clara. The Bulldogs, 14-point favorites. And San Francisco is at number 18, St. Mary's. The home team, a 12-point favorite, 129 and a half is the over-under. And on this day in sports history, 1876, baseball's National League forms at the Grand Central Hotel in New York City with the teams of Boston, Chicago, Cincinnati, Hartford, Louisville, New York, Philadelphia, and St. Louis. And that's your armchair quarterback sports flash. Stay tuned for Braves Country right here on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia, simulcasting on youtube.com at Braves Country.
It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. Are you looking for a reliable dental practice that not only cares about your teeth, but is friendly to work with? How about one that offers great deals and new patient promotions? Well, your search is over. Most Valuable Smiles in downtown Eatonton, Georgia is committed to giving you the biggest and brightest smile. Right now, get a $99 new patient special, including x-rays and exam. Maybe you're looking for veneers. Most Valuable Smiles veneer special includes one free veneer with every five purchased. Or get that bright white smile you've always wanted by taking advantage of an exclusive $100 off Zoom whitening treatment when you book today. And don't forget that 2022 is almost over. That means most insurance policies will reset by the new year, and to avoid losing that extra money, you need to use it or lose it. Book an appointment today with Most Valuable Smiles in downtown Eatonton to lock in these exclusive deals. Call 706-623-0318 or visit mostvaluablesmiles.com. Hockey season, and that means new merch over at ourdragonsmerch.com. Get the latest designs and some of our fun new souvenirs ahead of what's sure to be a great hockey season. Celebrate another season of River Dragons hockey by getting a new look to wear on game days, or surprise the big-time sports fan in your life with a new keepsake that will make them a River Dragons fan for life. Order online right now at ourdragonsmerch.com. That's the letter R, dragonsmerch.com. We'll see you at the rink. Someone was actually able to deceive me once. St. Olaf's most famous OBMAG. What's that? Obstetrician magician. The amazing Shapiro. He delivered Bridget. But it was so confusing. It's a girl. Now it's a dove. Now it's a glass of milk. He's been buying beer since August, running hot, running cold. And 30 friends are on alert, that's all the dental hold. Cause he's the armchair quarterback, he's full of beer and he's full of snacks. He's the All-American man. Welcome back. And joining us here every Thursday, Mr. Joey A. Joey, how the heck are you, brother? Oh, I'm doing great. The Colts are finishing their 7 millionth interview of the coaching hiring process. And I am just ready to go through 1 million more candidates for Jim Irsay. To what look are they hoping some more guys get fired or something? <laughs> <laughs> My only theory is, is that the guy from the Eagles, Steichen, uh, the offensive coordinator, is somebody they probably really like. Um, so they have to kind of go to his schedule a little bit to get that second interview. But we cut our list down from 13 men to nine men for interview number two. And they said – Ian Rappaport said today we could go to a third round, which hasn't really been done. So either they're doing a really, really good search or they're fooling me greatly. Between them and Arizona, it just just seems like – I don't know. Well, look, at this point, the guys that they probably really wanted aren't coming. So why not take your time? Although I will – you know the one name you don't hear talked about much, but you just wonder – because of the ties to the Colts, is could Jim Harbaugh still be in play? And and you hit that right on the head. Some indie people think that they're holding this out just to make sure that uh, he's fully out and not interested. Because 
like guys like Frank Reich obviously wasn't coming here. Sean Payton didn't seem interested. So the D'Amico Ryans, we kind of all felt Houston. So they haven't lost out on anybody they really wanted. But Harbaugh's a name in the back pocket where people keep wondering why he hasn't had an interview that we know about. So maybe they're just holding out hope on him because he always seems to change his mind. Yeah, they, uh, well, are you at this point, are you dead set believing that they're going to go after an offensive guy because they're going to try their best to get a quarterback this year? Or do you think they might punt the quarterback this year and focus on a guy like Caleb Williams next year? It's an interesting point you raise, but really I think we've just ran out of lives. Like, right. Like we've tried Phillip rivers that work, but we tried Carson Wentz. It did not work. We tried obviously this season with Matt Ryan. It totally didn't work. So it is our time being at the number four pick. Uh, in my opinion, I would go with an offensive mind and here's why. Do I like candidates like a Raheem Morris? Yes. Do I like a candidate like a Rich Bisaccia who did a good job to me when Vegas take over? Yes. But if you hire them, they have to get an offensive coordinator. And there's not a lot of good offensive coordinators left. There's a lot hired already. So we're starting late in the process. And to me, you nip that in the butt by either getting Callahan from Cincinnati, Steichen from Philadelphia, or maybe even Kafka from New York. But um, these offensive guys are necessary these days. If you look at who's been left in the tournament, it's usually the young offensive coach outside of Andy Reid. But that's, you know, there is always exceptions. But yes, to me, it makes sense to go with the young quarterback. And yeah, but to be fair, Andy Reid is is the gold standard that all these offensive coaches are trying to emulate. Very fair, 100% true. What Andy Reid did with the offensive game really kind of revolutionized it. He's just done it for longer, which just tells you his, A, his ability to adapt, but B, more importantly, I think his drive to win. Because I don't think Sean McVay has that same umfa in him to stick around as long as Andy Reid has stuck around. I think Sean McVay will be in the broadcast booth in three years. He's going to be sipping Mai Tais on the beach <laughs> and doing some, he'll either be doing a goofy podcast or, or he'll be working for Fox sports and fair enough. Cause someone's probably going to back the truck up and give it. Now I think he should have struck while the iron was hot after he won the super bowl. It's kind of cooled off a little bit. See what you do as, as they always say, you leave, you leave the people wanting more, right? And he comes back and his team stunk this year. I think, his offers though would still be there. I don't think they would be as lucrative as they would have been if he would have jumped out last year. Yeah. And it's interesting you bring that up because now obviously with, we think Brady retired, of course, um, which I believe he fully did. I'm kind of just joking around. Um, That's what everybody said this time last year. I'm I'm willing to believe all these pundits who say, I'm telling you, man, this is it. He's done. He just, he just doesn't have the drive anymore. And I'm like, that's what they said literally 365 days ago. And then just a few weeks later, I'm back. And you know what I like about your statement there too is, you know, it was only a few weeks last year. Even if it's a few months, you know, once June gets around right before camp start and everything, when your body feels good, you're getting, you, you know, you're, you're thinking you're getting ready for a new Super Bowl run. And no, you're, you know what, just because you're the GOAT and the best of all time, if you retire, they move on. You don't get forgotten, but they move on. They won't move on if 
Brock Purdy's rehabilitation <laughs> is going wrong badly. And they're like, oh, well, we had to go back there and re-clean something out in his arm there. And uh, nah, 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 nah. here comes Mr. Brady. Yeah, and it's that's the one team that I think that could lure him out. I agree with that. It makes sense for a multitude of reasons. Obviously, where he grew up, the need for a quarterback, I think that's what stopped San Fran. Uh, you know, and obviously the past few years is they haven't been able to figure that out. One thing that I saw on the Jimmy G site, they said, I believe he's not for sure coming back next year, which um, doesn't surprise me at all. I'm happy to see Jimmy G get a fresh start, but that means they're, to me that they got a lot of confidence in either one of those guys probably to step up. But then again, these are just young guys, Lance and Brock Purdy. If you could get Tom Brady, you make that happen because San Fran is that close. You only need Tom Brady for one year. This isn't a Jets where, to me, you would need a couple years to get acclimated. If you go to San Fran as Tom Brady, you're automatically an NFC uh, championship contender. right? They already are already. Exactly. To me, it would make perfect sense for them to bring him in. We talked about this the other day, and that was my first reaction. Look, I might just be wanting it because I want to, I don't want to see Brady retire because I enjoy watching him play and I don't care what color helmet he's he's wearing it doesn't really matter at the end of the day it's at that it's athletes competing and I would like to see him have a legitimate chance with the real team one last time that team that they put out there on in Tampa with a garbage head coach there's no reason why that should have been his last stand there really isn't I feel like he might have and look, th- there were some inner inner workings there that that you know we'll never know the full story behind. But something went awry between him and Arians because if he and Arians got along, Arians would have been on that sideline this year. No question. You could you could feel that Brady pushed him out. But then it, it's the old saying: "Careful what you wish for," because <laughs> he got what he wished for, and they stunk. And I wonder too, you know, I hate to dig in too much, you know, a theory like this, but I'm thinking now too, you know, Wells got the the Tampa Bay coach right now. I just, I don't know why I just blanked on his name, but uh, Todd Bowles, he had the job, but was that Brady's choice? Is that, I know Arians really wanted that, but to me, it it was just an easy plug hire, but it wasn't an offensive mind. It it was an interesting move to me that they just went right to Todd Bowles without considering anybody else. Todd Bowles, but yes. Uh, <laughs> I, me and my brother, I don't know. It's an inside joke we have, so I shouldn't pronounce it that yeah. way. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not Bowles, it's Bowles, Todd. Uh, which, by the way, he's been a phenomenal coordinator. There's there's no doubting that. Some some folks just aren't built to be head coaches. Yeah. And a head coach is really a CEO. And look, if, if everyone could be a CEO, they wouldn't be high paid, right? So to be able to be a leader of men, et cetera, et cetera, uh, they just, they went with what they thought was the easy answer, which was give it to the guy who's coached before because Bruce Arians and Tom Brady aren't seeing eye to eye. I'm not convinced we've seen the last day of Bruce Arians coaching in the NFL. I just think he stepped stepped aside because he said, you know what? I'm not going to make a stink about this. I'm going to let Brady have his way. And I don't know who was wrong in there. And I really don't care. The point is two grown men couldn't figure out a solution to work together and go after another championship. 
But the one answer to me, the one correct answer for Brady would be to come back and, and play for the San Francisco 49ers and let, and let Purdy heal. Let him heal correctly. Let him sit one more year behind the goat. That's that's not going to do anything but help his. And I guarantee if he came back, it really would be for one year. So you're talking about signing him to a one-year deal. And let's go for one last shot. I mean, let's put it this way. If Tom Brady was at Philadelphia this year with San Francisco, I, can t- I know it was an injury that happened by Purdy, but they s- still look a little shady sometimes here and there. They could easily beat in Philadelphia and got to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady's stats were not bad this season. He's not like a Matt Ryan who just looks washed and he should be done. This is a guy who still has football in him. And with that talent in San Francisco, it would even take him to a higher level. Columbia leads Puerto Rico 5-1. to one. Looks like they're in the sixth. It's a little hard for me to read this far away, but I'm pretty sure it says sixth inning. In the Caribbean Baseball League series excuse me i have been watching a little bit of it today i plan on watching a lot of it over the weekend does this does this grab your goat at all or are you not gonna really spend any time on it i wasn't going to but now that you told me i always like new things so uh i'm i'm here to learn and i want to know more about it because i don't follow too closely Yeah, so I'm going through trying to find some guys and the problem is a lot of these guys are not major leaguers so though they're they may be in your organization, you may not be familiar with them. Uh, I found a brave a second ago. Where? Oh, what team was that? Was that not Venezuela? I, okay, so I'm on the Venezuelan roster right now, and Venezuela has see if there's any big names because remember something too. A lot of them are getting ready for the the WBC. In years past the Caribbean series has much bigger names in it. And a lot of them played earlier in the, in the season, the Caribbean series or the Caribbean leagues start their individual leagues. Most of them in December, early December, they play an entire month of December. They eliminate a couple of leagues, uh, a couple of teams. It's almost like a round Robin type deal. Then they play a little more into about mid-January, mid to late January, and they eliminate two more. And then you end up with, this is how most of the leagues do it. Some of them don't, but the short of it is the ones that I follow, like Dominican, uh, Venezuelan League. Um, Then you end up with two teams, and those two teams will play each other to represent their country in the Caribbean series. Oh, wow. It's all on ESPN plus as well. Nice. This will be Yeah. Awesome. And see in years past, it has not been, it's been on, you've had to had deportes and you would, you would go on to a uh, plus it would say blacked out. You have to have deportes. I'm like, ah. it's and, and I mean, in some areas you can't get deportes and most of us don't want to pay an extra 20 bucks a month to be able to watch one series for one week. Right. It's like, dude, I'm already freaking doing the, <laughs> damn, the thing. What, what are you doing to me? You're already jacking the price up on me. Bunch of goofs. Um, but the teams that are that are in this, so you, you've got a team from Cuba, Curacao, Colombia, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, Panama. Let's see if I've missed anybody. I think that's it. If I named off eight, that's it. 
And so they'll play from now until Wednesday. This and it's basically like like pool tournament play. And the teams with the best points, with the, with the most wins, etc., just like in the soccer pools, they will meet in the semifinals on Thursday. It's a doubleheader. And then Friday is the championship game with the consolation game building into a doubleheader. All that being said, it all comes, it lasts about a week. And I try to watch it every year, but sometimes, like I said, it's goofy. Sometimes it's blacked out. Sometimes it's not. This year, yeah, it appears like you can watch it. I'm definitely going to tune in. Uh, next Thursday and Friday, because I'm a, even I don't care what level of baseball it is and what players are in it. These are all young, up and coming guys who I want to see, and they'll be in Thursday, February 9th. I'm going to watch, and Friday the championship on ESPN on ESPN Plus. So that's going to be good stuff. I'm going to be looking forward to it. And honestly, in in other years, you, you get much bigger names in this. It's because they're getting ready for the World Baseball Classic that some of them have bowed out, which is fair. Yeah, exactly, because they all want to represent their country. And that begins, see, two and a half, three weeks after the Caribbean series. So you'll get the Caribbean championship next week. And the next week, you'll get the Super Bowl. Pitchers and catchers report a few days later. And then you'll get the, the bulk of the other guys reporting to camp the following week. And they'll have about a week to get ready for the first preseason games. And the XFL will be kicking off, but who the heck knows if that's going to be interesting. I'm going to give it a chance. I'm going to go with an open mind. But I saw something on arena football coming back, too. I'm like, what's going on? Everyone's trying to come back, I feel like. These- well, they're all trying to get a piece of a pie that, I mean, <laughs> yeah. let's be honest, if, you, if you've got the capital to build the league, you can find someone who wants a piece of the pie. Very true. And the USFL will be back in April. I don't know why they picked April. It seems goofy. It seems like to me, you either start right after the Super Bowl or you make sure that your league ends right before NFL season. So you got to get the start. So at some point in April, we're going to have XFL and USFL fighting for fans during like the Masters and opening day. And oh, by the way, they have this thing called March Madness in the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs. And blah. If I was the UCSFL, I would have done. I could just dive into my pool. <laughs> Belly flop right in. I'm done. Maybe when the Braves game comes on, I'm out. I'm out. Over you people. Get back out of here. You want to give me overload, but then when I'm sitting here for a few weeks in, 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 in February most years, I'm just, you know, over here contemplating, you know, what – what would be the easiest way out of this? <laughs> <laughs> do, do I go into witness protection or, you know, so it just, it drives me crazy how some of these leagues, they don't talk to each other and say, Hey, we're planning on do that, doing this on, on date a, can you do this on date B? And we'll promise not to do anything on yours. And it just makes sense, too. Like you said, let's say if the USFL started in, like, June or something when it's only baseball and the end of NBA, you wait till XFL is over, and then both get a good eye at it. Now people are going to turn on the channel. They're not going to be looking for both. They're going to watch one, and that's it. If you wait until the NBA finals come to an end in the middle of June, I've, I've done this math. 
if you do it and you give yourself about eight or nine weeks of a regular season, you can have your championship game the week before Labor Day weekend, which essentially kicks off college football. Oh, my. That's so perfect. Why would you do that? Because I don't want to, or nor nor do I, watch any kind of preseason football. It's garbage. So outside of baseball, it's nice to have something different, right? I totally agree. That would be the perfect scenario. When people are chomping at the bit for football, nobody cares, especially the preseason now. Maybe a decade ago there was some interest, but now the way they make it these days – Give me the championships and playoff runs of the XFL or USFL, and I'll gladly get an appetizer until we get to NFL season. And put your USFL teams in the middle of summer. Put all of them in cities in baseball markets that you know are going to stink. You know, give me the Kansas City Stars. <laughs> give me, give me the Tampa Bay Whatcha Call It's, the Miami Moonshots, the Washington D.C. You know the Nats are going to stink. <laughs> Rotate them every year. If you had a bad offseason in baseball, that means that you, that you friend, you're getting USFL th- this summer. Yeah, you keep the same last name, but your first name, depending on what location, can change. Exactly. Because <laughs> all you got to do is go to some kind of marketing thing, right? We're going to call exactly. this team with the red jerseys the Coca-Colas, and we're going to put them in this city this year because, you know, you know Oakland's getting a team. <laughs> Can they get a stadium? <laughs> Oakland Athletics are, 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 the Oakland Athletics will be mathematically eliminated by somewhere around June 1st. You get a team. They'll just move their home games gladly. The the- get a team. <laughs> you get a free car. You get a free car. You get a free And by the middle of June, Verlander and – Max Scherzer will both be on the IL. New York, you get a team. All right, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little more sportsy stuff, huh? Come on, go sports. We'll be back huh? here on Braves Country. I'm just there till my divorce is final. Now, who is coconuts enough to divorce you? We got to go. <laughs> but we'll see you around. Well, we'll have to have you over sometime. I'd love it. All right. Bye. Bye. She's awesome. No, we are never having her over. Her charity slept with two dads from the school. What? Mm-hmm. That's horrible. Whenever I You're listening to Braves Country HD with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks on Braves Country HD wherever you stream. Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan. Braves Country Radio. Everybody was asking for your pick all afternoon long. And you said, I have to go on Braves Country Radio first to give my pick, and then I will tweet it out. Okay, so what is what is, yeah, what is this What is this Braves Radio? I mean, I... They gave me an interview about gambling for 15, 20 minutes. Armchair. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. With your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. We live in a world now that welcomes and nurtures the screwball 
in all of us. Hey, it's a new decade, people. Time to get a little nutty. Treat yourself to Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey, a smooth flavor that combines two of America's favorites, peanut butter and American whiskey. So no more social awkwardness. Time to embrace who you truly are. Get out there and make friends. And be sure it starts with Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. It's available nearly everywhere. Learn more at screwballwhiskey.com. Infinium Spirits. Please enjoy responsibly. Hey, sports fans, weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, drive time on WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. When you were my age, did you ever have trouble deciding what you wanted to do with your life? <laughs> no, I never had that problem, really. Why? Forget it. I didn't think you'd understand. You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So what's the problem? I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. Welcome back. You know what would have been an ingenious? I didn't even think about this, Joey. Talk about the sports. Hit me. The sports uh, calendar. Why didn't the XFL kick off this week? There is nothing going on. Don't play on Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, don't be an idiot. <laughs> don't don't give me a commercial. Right on time. Sunday, February 12th, 7 p.m. Only on Amazon. XFL. <laughs> you know, colliding helmets. And stuff. But why couldn't you have kicked off this week when people are going, man, what am I going to watch this week? And you could have had a Thursday night game, a Friday night game, a Saturday night game. Whatever. However you wanted to do it. Next week, you could have a couple of games televised on Friday or Thursday, or you could definitely do Saturday. And if you're going to do a Sunday game, if you're going to do a Sunday game, there's nothing too stupid about doing the Sunday afternoon because there's only so much that I can listen to on the most of these pregame shows, not counting ours, that it's going to be two hours, three hours, four hours, five hours, depending on the network of them doing in-depth interviews. How many interviews do you think we're going to get about the Kelsey brothers? Oh, no, and you know, I agree completely on the point about putting it on now as well, because if you think about it, people are starving and thirsting for football. So when it ends, it's a depressing halt. If you could give us some a taste of the XFL, like you said, a genius channel outside of Fox, because they have all the Super Bowl hosts, but put, the, put a couple games on it at 12 o'clock, maybe one game at like 12, and you let the people get an appetizer of it so they feel what it's for. I don't remember. Is Fox the one doing the XFL or is Fox the one doing USFL? I've seen them do commercials. I can't remember who it is. I think they're doing USFL. So that means XFL is, it's got to be, I want to say ESPN. And, and there's another major network, but it, it's, it's not important. The point, the, what my point is, one of these leagues should have been smart enough to go, let's start this week. This week. 
Because there's nothing, unless you're a basketball fan, which, look, I'm a college hoops head, and I'll, I'll, I'll get my fill of college hoops this weekend. But I would have turned it over to an XFL game to say, what do what these guys got? Yeah, and you hit it on the head. Uh, USFL is on Fox, and then the XFL is being carried by ABC and ESPN. Okay, that's what I thought. It seems like XFL should be Fox because it was before. I, I think agree. Fox, and I think of – of, of the wrestling shows they do. And so that along with XFL seems like it would fit, but Fox should have jumped on the USFL and said, you think April? No, son, you're starting February 2nd <laughs> tonight. We're going to do a football game tonight. And then Super Bowl Sunday, you're going to be the pregame. You're going to, now we're not going to be, you know, ridiculous and, and lead us right into the Super Bowl because with our luck, that stupid thing would go into overtime. You know? <laughs> USFL might have some goofy rule in overtime where, okay, you know, I, I could see the XFL having an overtime rule because, okay, for overtime, we're going to play a pick em up basketball game and the team with the most rebounds gets the win. But- the Super Bowl is on Fox Sports 2 until this is over. <laughs> <laughs> <You're bad. laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. It's it's on ESPN Deportes. What? <laughs> I can't even get that. It's not even up. in the language. Yeah. I'm showing up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> people's head that exploded last fall when Aaron Judge was going for the home run chase. And I see, I saw a bunch of SEC heads that were so mad because they were breaking in to random SEC games. I don't remember the teams that were playing. They weren't big games, I know that, but they were breaking into into games and showing you Aaron Judge's at bats. <laughs> I do remember people getting frustrated on Twitter. They were trying to like recreate what happened in '98 with McGuire. And Sosa, and then a few years later with Bonds, you just, you just can't recreate it. No. But I didn't understand with the technology we have today why you couldn't have have them in you know picture in picture, right? Like why couldn't you have the game continue to be played and you could put Aaron Judge's at bat in the small corner because no one really cares about that home run total anymore because there's too much controversy is that the home run record is it not the home record record what do you think what do you think but i just but yeah what wouldn't that be great kick the game off at one o'clock it's over with by about four you go into pregame on fox and then all your guys sitting there on fox would be reacting to what they just saw on the usfl game it would build momentum and let's face it, usually people are getting together for the Super Bowl, so they have their TVs on mute until the game starts, or they have it on as background noise. But people rather watch football in the background than five talking heads about the Super Bowl we heard about for two weeks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a reason why our our pregame show goes one to three. Yes. And the main reason is to get out of the way because they do they start all their all their Super Bowl pregame shows around three o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock. But I lost interest in watching those years ago. If I'm going to watch one leading it up, I'm going to go try to find a, a a specific, like like one on YouTube or whatnot. Like a team specific. Yeah, I got well, it. Or just fans of the game, mm-hmm. you know, much like our shows, because I don't want to sit there and listen to 
you'll have all the big names in the studios there on Fox, the Jimmy Johnsons and Strahan's and whatnot. Got to hear about Bradshaw. Right, but if you go out and you get yourself a, a timer and you clock how much they actually talk, it's minimal because it's it's pre-recorded junk where they're interviewing people. They'll be interviewing players. They'll be interviewing concession stand workers. It'll just be nonsense. And then there's all <laughs> these really bad music groups that lead up to it and whatnot. So typically what I do at our Super Bowl parties, because we throw a big shandango every year, is... I'll have all the old Super Bowl, the Super Bowl highlight reels, the 30-minute ones that NFL Films makes, and I have those playing in the background leading up to the game. And yeah, there'll be a couple of TVs that'll have the pregame junk on there, but that's pretty much what what we do is, is right. you just have that because no, and there's usually a basketball game on. I feel like last year it, it was the Celtics because – my buddy uh, came over to watch, and he, he was a Celtics fan, and we were watching the game pre, pre-game kickoff. I don't know if they're what the NBA is. But the point is, it wasn't even on their channel. It wasn't on you know, who, whoever it was, CBS last year. I don't remember who it was. It wasn't on their channel. Put a sporting event on the channel leading up to it. Yes. Not five hours of junk. Yeah, and if you're going to give us all that junk, throw some like like we do here on our show. I like when people throw in the prop bets or the things, you know, I want to see where a touchdown, you know, guy is at or things of this nature. Well, that's I, why, I mean, to do that, you're going to have to go to the betting shows. That's Exactly, because you're not going to get that from your CBS, Fox, oh, NBC. What, to go to the, to the average host, co-host, et cetera, and ask them about prop bets or line spreads. All they ever want to do is, no, you know, I'll take, uh, I'll take Philly to win. Well, with the lines move to three and a half, you're going to give it the points. I don't want to talk about that. I'm just going to tell you that Philly's going to win. Okay. Well, that's not going to make any money, buddy. So what are we talking about? You know how much the green talks come on now. <laughs> right. The most bet upon sporting event in the year and you won't get one of the one of the national talking heads to to put their you know neck on the line so to speak right all you're gonna get is no 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 i take the because all they like to do is the, put the flash of the helmet or the logo up because i'm taking kansas city i'm taking philly i'm taking kansas and then at the end of the year they're like oh, i had a winning record i was 122 and 114 <laughs> like you didn't even pick the point spread and you barely have a winning record there's always that one joker who's got a losing record what the heck were you doing Oh man, it's it's totally frustrating. It's like congratulations on picking the Chiefs to beat the Texans this season. <laughs> like, come on. I could Straight. do that with WNBA. Cause you could drop me in the middle of a WNBA show and say, Who do you think is gonna win? And I go, Hold on. Well, the line says that these that that team A is a five point favorite of team B. I'm I'm gonna take the point spread favorite to win the game every time. And I guarantee you I end up with a winning record on a WNBA show, but I haven't watched one lick, one dribble of WNBA in the 25 years that it's been on. Even our guy Jackie would turn his luck with just doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Uh, these shows drive me nuts. I Nothing has me lose respect for a show 
quicker than someone who won't take the point spread because everywhere where betting's legal now fans care about that and then you got the offshore books fans care about that no one cares that you think a team who's a 17 point favorite is going to win and they do that yeah i don't find it fun and entertaining to wait for phil sims answer on if the Dallas Cowboys can be up on the Chicago Bears on a Sunday. Like, wow. I don't care. Oh, Phil Simms says they're going to win. Wow, that was really entertaining. Justin oh Fields is out with a broken ankle. and <laughs> Nathan Peterman's at quarterback. Yeah, and, and he says the Cowboys are going to win. Oh, really? Congratulations. You just wasted my time. <laughs> I'd rather you lie and just give me all the upsets. <laughs> At least yeah. make yourself worth it. <laughs> at least, at least, you know, grow some coconuts and do some stupid underdogs. That's what I'm talking about. That, amen to that. If man, if people like that, to me is one of the most entertaining things you can do because when you keep track of something throughout a year, that's not just records based off straight up games. That's where it's a lot of fun, and you got to get creative with these things. But I think the big reason is I hate to say it, these, this older generation just isn't gonna move off of it in the NFL. Look at all the shows and all the booths. You don't have many young people on them. They just want to talk about when I was a coach back in 1995 and won my, or Terry Bradshaw, I won four super. I know we've heard it for 20 years. We're over it. <laughs> yeah. They, you know, and then, <laughs> and I'll, I, I'll tell you what, I've had my fill this, this, this week about the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks with the whole Tom Brady talk. Like, ah, make it stop. <laughs> the game's gone on too long, to be honest with you. All the sports, all the major sports in America have gone on way too long for you to pick four of anything at this point. It just, but when they start talking about Brady and there was, there was a big argument on the other day about whether or not he was the greatest and one knucklehead had this hot take that he wasn't a very good regular season quarterback. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's and like, when it's all said and done, I don't care what any of that stuff. None of that matters because he's got seven Super Bowl rings. Exactly. And it's, and I heard one of them try to compare. Well, Joe Montana was four and oh, and Brady was seven and three. So what does that tell you? It tells me that Tom Brady made it to the Super Bowl six more times than your guy, which means that he was like Teflon in the AFC Championship game. That's what it tells me. The same argument that people would have with Jordan, saying, "Well, he has he was six and zero oh in the in the playoffs. I mean, in the in this in the uh, in the championship. So you can't compare him to anyone else." And all I can say is, well, then, then there were years he didn't make it. But what about Bill Russell, who went on? What did he get? Eleven rings. You know, to get to that championship stage, you you had to have won or lost, right? So when someone tries to throw, well, Eli, look at Eli, man, he won two Super Bowls. What about all the years he didn't make it? Right? What years he didn't make the playoffs. Huh? All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I think I might have struck a chord with our, our Chicago Joe. He's like, don't talk about Jordan, man. Don't talk about Jordan. Don't talk about Jordan, Jordan and Manning. What's going on here, my guys? Don't talk about Jordan. <laughs> do not talk about Jordan. Don't do not you talk do about that? how he couldn't beat the Celtics, how he couldn't beat the Pistons. Don't talk oh, about that. You we'll bite your flash. 
here on Brain. <laughs> we'll be back to the Flash. Scotty Pippen was the Bulls. I don't want to hear it. Oh, dear Lord, it's a commercial. <laughs> That's a joke, boy. You missed it. Went right past you. You got to keep, I say, you got to keep on your toe. You get a whole lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. So much, I'm going to have to speed things up. You can get the Farmer's Signal app, and that could get you up to 15% off your auto policy. That's just for using the app and driving like the normal speed limit, hearing full stop, making lane change, signaling human being you are. Get a whole lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. Start with a quote by calling 1-800-FARMERS. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Hey, Braves fans. Thank you for listening to Braves Country Baseball. Hi, I'm Mac McGee, and we are here to bring you play-by-play, pitch-by-pitch of your Atlanta Braves, bringing you spring training in two to three games a week all season long. Please like and subscribe today. Braves Country Baseball. Dixie Handle Company, five generations of the Strickland family have produced quality hardwood farming garden tools, wooden shutters, and custom furniture. This small business has been owned and operated since 1992 and ships to customers across the world. If you're looking for the highest quality tool handles, Dixie Handle Company is your place. Every item is handpicked to your specifications. If it's made of wood, they do it. Call now, 931-722-3395. That's 931-722-3395. Or go online to DixieHandle.com. The Dixie Handle Company, welcome to Craftsmanship, a proud sponsor of Braves Country Baseball. Hey folks, this is Mark White with The Mark White Show, and you can tune in to The Mark White Show every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. right here on Rock 99 WQEE The Key, the home of Southern Sports and Talk. Want to chime in? Give us a call. 678-960-9700. That's 678-960-9700. Welcome back. Here's another one for you, Joey, that I heard today that I was like, my eyes rolled from the back of my head to the point where I probably looked possessed. <laughs> they were arguing whether or not or making the argument that Michael Jordan had the most drive of any athlete ever. And they were like trying to rank. I'm like, how do you even how do you even quantify that? Like what? They were trying to say that Michael Jordan was the fiercest competitor ever, right? In any sport because of the Brady retirement. And I'm like, how do you even quantify that? And you cannot say at any point in time that anyone had more drive, more competitive drive than Tom Brady. Because he did it for 23 years, right? And he did it in the most physically demanding sport for 23 years. And he won 
10 AFC or 10 conference championships, seven Super Bowls, five Super Bowl MVPs. How can you possibly say that I, and I would not say that he has more than Michael Jordan. My point is, is you basically say, I don't know, you, you can combine the names, whatever, you know, Jordan and Brady. So we'll call it JD, right? I don't want to call it Borden. Okay. I like that. Um, so we'll call it JD, right? But going forward, you could say that guy's got the JD gene, right? You cannot sit there and say that one has more competitive drivers because you're without doing it. I know you think you're propping up Jordan, but you're insulting Brady. You know what that seems to me as a show that didn't have too many things to talk about that day. Yeah, and that's just a dumbfounding thing. It was a national show and they actually had a really what? good. Uh, so it was Stephen A's show, but Doggy was on there. It was the Wednesday uh, show. I didn't even know that I, I'd forgotten that the Doggy goes on there on Wednesdays. And since YouTube lost its, its uh, contract with MLB network, it, it dawned on me this morning when I was at the gym, I said, man, I, I didn't watch the uh, doggy being on the uh, Chris mad dog Russo for, for folks who don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I didn't watch his, his Wednesday appearance, which is the only day, day I typically watch Stephen A. Smith's uh, ESPN show. Right. Because sometimes they go on tangents. And I'm just like, eh, enough. <laughs> uh, where's the remote? <laughs> God damn it, the batteries. Um, yeah. But they had Mike and the Mad Dog on there for the first time ever. So the original Mike Francesa. Oh, I did see that. And it was really cool to watch them. Now they didn't let him, they should have just let those two go at it. But they were, they man, they were holding hands and dancing and singing and you know getting lost in each other's eyes and stuff. I was like, this isn't the Mike and Mike that I remember. That's not one we watched. Yeah, I want to see some heated debates. But they were all talking about how Jordan and they were just all you know, you know, tongue bathing Jordan. And I'm like, you don't realize it, but you're in when you do that. It's not that you're complimenting Jordan. At the same time, you are very disrespectful to Tom Brady. Because of what he did, how, how did that man do what he did for 23 years in the most physically demanding sport that we have in America? The physically demanding sport in America, number one, and also number one, mental role of the quarterback is by yes. far the hardest. Right. And he was a quarterback. Correct. He wasn't a kicker. <laughs> punter. <laughs> he wasn't a punter. In today's game, you could be a punter and, and, and maybe only dress for half the games and, and maybe your fan base would notice. <laughs> <laughs> there are times where I guarantee Kansas City Chiefs fans don't even know if their punter's active that day. I don't know. <laughs> We're not going to punt anyway, so who cares? <laughs> With the way I, teams I, go for it. <laughs> I don't even know why the Chiefs waste money on a punter, why they don't just find a kicker that can punt pretty good. It's, it's not going to come up very often. I can't imagine if you practice enough, it wouldn't be too much harder to do, right? I don't want to disrespect the punters, but to me, if you have a good kicker. You have a place kicker that can do both. Yeah, exactly. Or at bare minimum, I'm going to have a, and I know some of the teams do this, but I'm going to have a guy that is a specialist in kickoffs, but he's also going to be my punter. I'm not going to have three of you on the roster, but... 
that's neither here nor there. My, my point is for them to try to say anyone has more drives than the other that have been that successful in the sport is just, you know who else you're, it's a slap in the face too. What about Derek Jeter? Right? Five championships in what is considered the most difficult sport to play. In the biggest market, you don't think he had competitive drive? So I just. It's yeah, just, I mean, I hate, hate to even bring him up, but I mean, nah, actually, I don't want to bring don't him do up. Don't do it. I don't know who you're about to do, but don't do it. I can argue. I'm not. Someone linked to steroids. Don't do it. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to mum the you word. You see my head just explode. <laughs> yeah. But any uh, Wayne Gretzky, right? Any of the great hockey players, Mario Lemieux. We I mean, I probably got to even say LeBron James. I mean, I know it's basketball, but LeBron James has been doing it for a long time. Even though I hate giving him credit. Right, but for him to stay in that kind of physical shape, I exactly. mean, he's he, he, Kobe Bryant. Oh, anyone who's won multiple championships, you you they've got the same drive. Just because they don't have the same, you know, swagger that you, I guess you would use. I don't know the word you would use that Jordan had, but Jordan had kind of kind of like a mystique about him. He didn't have more physical drive. More mental drive than Magic Johnson or Larry Bird. I mean, for well, crying out, for crying out loud, I love Jordan, but he left the sport at the prime of his career for a couple of reasons that we don't have to get into. But one of them, he left the sport for a couple seasons, so clearly his drive went away for one way or another. Where was his competitive drive when he was trying to hit a freaking O two changeup? Ah, ah, swing and a miss. <laughs> don't get me wrong; I think Jordan's phenomenal. But he doesn't have more drive. It is a, there's a level of drive. Tiger Woods. You're going to try to tell me that no, that Tiger Woods doesn't have the drive that Jordan and most old timers will tell you Jack Nicholas, the guy never lost on the big stage, 18 championships. Once again, not saying that, any of these people have more drive than Jordan. They all have that same gene, that same drive for excellence. It's not even a gene. I, you know, what I typically think it is. It's, it's, it's a product of your environment. All these guys usually have a story about why they wanted to win so bad. And it, and it all differs. It all differs, but it usually something from their childhood where they just want to, go that extra mile yeah just so interesting because it's like what metrics are we using on someone's drive were you in their body when they were you know fighting all those years it's like all the greats had drive that's part of the reason why they're great i play the clip normally i think i play it more during uh baseball season but there's a famous clip of ty cobb where someone's telling the story that ty cobb and his roommate because back then they didn't have a lot of money. So when they traveled, they had roommates, right? And a lot of them had roommates in season at home because you would go to go play for Detroit or whatever. And you, you left home where, which was Georgia for him. And he, he would have a roommate for the week or, or for the season. Right. And so they talk about his roommate 
and how every day Ty Cobb made sure, and obviously his roommate played with him for the for the Tigers, and I don't remember the roommate's name, not the point of the story, but every day Ty Cobb made sure that he raced home after practice to beat his roommate to the tub to get cleaned up because it was all about being first to him. And one day his roommate beat him home and Ty Cobb physically dragged him out of the tub, fighting him the whole way so that he could take the shower, the bath, you know, whatever it is. I guess it would have been a bath back in those days. Um, and he explained to him, you know, while they were like, you know, physically just going at it, don't you understand I have to be first? Now that's drive. That's drive. But what I'm saying is that they all have it. Right. If they didn't, they wouldn't be as now. There are some guys that are just physically talented, and it is what it is. And you're like, man, it's a shame he never had that drive. Because he would have been something special. And I also think circumstances too. Sometimes a guy's really good and he gets into bad circumstance on a terrible team, and there's nothing he can do about it. I think about Dan Marino, right? Exactly. And Marino never never won a Super Bowl. He did win an AFC Championship. Never won a Super Bowl. But I can tell you right now, as, as a kid who grew up and watched that team almost every Sunday, and there were some bad teams he played for. They never had a defense. They never had a running game. the The trade, excuse me, the draft uh, grades from the for the Miami Dolphins in the eighties into mid nineties were atrocious. Yeah, it's like, okay, what are you going to say? Dan Marino has less drive than Steve Young just because Steve Young had a much better roster around him. It's like, it's, it's like, come on. Yeah. I'll tell you who had drive, that Jeff Hostetler. He was much more <laughs> driven. Than you know who has drive lately, these referees. Oh, man, that's some real drive right there. <laughs> Brad Johnson, that drive was maximum. That defense had he's nothing he's to do with it. Do not speak ill of the of Brad Johnson. <laughs> I'm not speaking ill. I'm sorry. <laughs> this drives me bananas when, when I hear people talk about that. It's like, what? How do you? Would you even? Me- how would you measure that? Unless you're just gonna throw them outside. Everybody gets one weapon, and the one who comes walking in, <laughs> the least dead, is is, is the one <laughs> most drive. You want to get drive on a meter. There you go. <laughs> you won. Yeah, you won. By the way, where's your eyeball? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard that that old song, but if you, if you haven't, uh, check it out. Uh, Bobby Bear, the winner. Uh, it's a it's a pretty funny song where he talks about a guy that, anyways, it's a it's a long it's one of those story old old school country songs. Anyways, what is your lock? What is your walk off for the day, sir? Yeah, what a fun show. I can't believe we already got through the hour as I get on to my lock here. Uh, I'm going college basketball tonight. Uh, Northwestern is on their home floor. They're 15-6. and six. The last time they did play Michigan was a loss, but Michigan is terrible on the road. They're only at 500 this season. I think Northwestern covers the three-and-a-half on their home court uh, to beat Michigan. And then my walk-off for the night is this. You know, we th- talked about it a lot through the show. What disappointment in scheduling? I'm going to get back to that on some of these leagues, especially the XFL and USFL. You had the time to do it now. On a night like tonight where I'm dying for entertainment, my Bulls plan, I don't care. They stink and it's the NBA. I'm not interested right now. 
give me more football during these breaks because not many people are going to watch this new NFL show that we have going on that starts tonight, I believe. I'm not even sure. because what, uh, what's your with, Instead of uh, the game this Sunday with all the NFL All-Stars, they have all those competitions that start up tonight. Yeah, so who's watching that? Even like they try to say Peyton Manning and Eli Manning are coaching them. Who cares? I'm not in on any of that. Uh, my lock of the day is going to be Utah Tech. They're now getting five and a half given to me on the home court. Utah Tech's going to take out Utah Valley. Long story, but I, I did some research on that one. Um, and my walk off would be hey, Caribbean series. I guess most folks can get it on ESPN Plus. Yep. Check it out, man. There's, there's going to be some good baseball being played the next several days, and we'll definitely talk about more about it uh, tomorrow. We'll be back 3 to 5. Make sure to get your day started off right. Tomorrow, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., it's Ryan O'Radio Penitentiary right here on the key. And the Rod Peterson Show, noon to 2. Sports beat 2 to 3. Braves country comes back your way tomorrow, three to five. We'll have Bobby yes, here. We'll have Tones here. We're going to be doing what we're, I'm going to. We're going to. I'm going to pull a rabbit out of my hat about this cool game thing. We're going to have some fun with that. Ooh. All right. Have a great day, y'all, and uh, keep it locked in here for first name sports and the sports map radio right here on ninety nine point one FM, the key. Goodbye, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same back time, same back channel. Thanks for listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks on 99.1 FM WQEE, The Key in Noonan, Georgia, and simulcasting on youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Braves Country comes your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Please follow, like, and subscribe today. Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for Southern sports. Something of the 5th of September. Something of the 5th of September. She said a lot that I can't remember. Something of the 5th. Can I get another cigarette, please? Can I get another cigarette, please? Yeah, I know I live to regret it. Just give me another cigarette, please. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia. The NFL playoffs are back. That means the armchair quarterbacks kickoff show is back. Join Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks conference championship Sunday and Super Bowl Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern to 3 p.m. Eastern to get you ready for the biggest games of the year. The armchair quarterbacks will be talking the spreads, prop bets, over-unders, stupid underdogs, and the locks. That's the armchair quarterbacks kickoff show streaming right here on Braves Country HD and our radio affiliates.